Well, church family, so glad you guys are here this morning. It's 2022. We made it. Let's just say that every year we made it to the next one. Praise the Lord. And, um, you know, uh, this morning is going to be a little different. So if you're new with us at Antioch, um, although I do kind of like the circular feel we got going on, uh, which is kind of fun. It feels like I'm in acting or something. Um, uh, but, you know, this morning's going to be a little different. We just want to take time just as we worship the Lord and uh, just love our team this morning, just bring us into the presence of God. It's just good. Uh, it's good just to be together and to worship Him. That's enough. Um, but we wanted to take some time this morning just to reflect a little bit on 2021 and just want to have a few folks come up and share a couple of testimonies and some encouraging words this morning. Um, uh, that's kind of what our heart is. And then in a few weeks from now, we're going to be kicking off a new series, which we will surprise you with that. In a few weeks, you got to come back if you want to know what that's going to be. That's my best attempt at a teaser trailer <clears throat> for a sermon series. But before I invite some folks up, I just wanted to read this passage this morning um, from Psalm 71. Verse 15, my mouth shall tell of your righteousness and of your salvation all day long, for I do not know the sum of them. I will come with the mighty deeds of the Lord God. I will make mention of your righteousness, yours alone. O oh God, you have taught me from my youth, and I still declare your wondrous deeds. And even when I am old and gray, O oh God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to all who are to come. For your righteousness, O God, reaches to the heavens. You who have done great things, O God, who is like you? I just thought it was fitting as we start out this year that we even look at the Lord and look at our own life as we reflect. And it's whether you felt young this past year or not, <laughs> The truth is, wherever each of us have met the Lord for the first time, when we started journeying with him, there's something he began depositing in us day by day, week by week, moment by moment. And here we are today, January 2nd. It is the second, right? January 2nd, 2022. And we have an opportunity to give thanks to the Lord and to remind ourselves of the fact that he's brought us here. He's brought us not just to this church, to this house, to this moment, but to your family, to your job, that, you know, when you look and you realize that all of life is orchestrated by the Lord, that it's not by our own doing. I have breath because he gives me breath. I have relationships because he's provided those. I have money because he's given that opportunity. I have friendships and I have what, whoever I am and whatever I'm connected to, it's because of him. And I think over and over when you read the Bible, you're reminded of the fact that God is really determined to get his glory, right? Um, he is, you, you could even call him selfish, but in not the sinful way. <laughs> He's just selfish for his own glory because he wants it, because he knows that when he made us, his created beings and his earth, this place, it's to point back to him. And that's what he desires, Right? That's why when you look at the Ten Commandments, it's the first two are really just about relationship with him. Right? It's no other idols, no other gods. Love me with everything you have. That is his 
desire. Everything else is secondary. Even our relationships in this room are secondary. But he is primary. So I just want to remind us of that as we go into this year that, again, I don't know what this last year has been, and, um, uh, but I, I think that God is always interested in giving us a fresh start and a fresh perspective. And we're to learn from the past, but not to dwell in it. Right? Like we, we, we want to learn, but to not beat ourselves up or have a pity party. I don't think God honors pity parties. Um, but what he does honor is, hey, get up and move on. Right? And I think the Lord is speaking to us. He's probably speaking to you. And we'll share more of those pieces as a church and kind of where God's taking us. Not today, but um, in the coming weeks. But I just want to encourage you that God is moving. And we want to move with him. And um, no matter what's happened in your life or our society, that God is still alive and well. Um, he didn't cease in his power 2,000 years ago or 1,000 years ago, whenever you thought the height of maybe the great awakening in our country. I mean, that's when God was really awesome and he's kind of subsided. Like, he's actually been great. He's increasing in his greatness, right? And he's just looking for people to recognize that. So, that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to recognize the greatness and the goodness of God, even through some trials and challenges, uh, and we just want to give them thanks. Amen? All right. To kick us off, I'm going to have my wife. Come on up. Come on, Ash. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I love you guys so much, and I'm grateful for you, and I um, felt like the Lord wanted me to bring us back to a word that he gave us early in last year. And my son, Graham, who's actually here on the front row, Graham, um, he, we were in the middle of our, of our fast that we do every January. And so we do no, we do no like sweets, treats, media for a while every January. And we do have honey, but nothing like artificial. Um, so anyway, he was putting honey on his like homemade bread that morning. And on the bread, like on the plate, the, the honey made the shape of a number 100, like really clearly. It was crazy. And so he stopped and um, he's wired a little more like Tyler so that like these like kind of like over things that feel like they might be like kind of over spiritualized, never really feel that exciting to either one of them. You know what I mean? It, they're very practical, love the presence of God, but it's not going to be like, they're the ones that are like wowed by this thing. And Graham comes and he's like, mom, the, the Lord put the number 100 on my plate. And he like pulled it aside and he like took a picture of it. And so don't let anyone touch it. Like he's saying something, he's saying something, you know? And I agreed. And it really was like, because God spoke it to Graham in that way, it felt like we all kind of needed to listen. And we asked several people for an interpretation and our friend Papa Joe from Scotland just really, well, Graham actually texted Papa Joe a voice text and was like, hey, this happened to me. Do you have an interpretation? And Papa Joe was like, Graham, the Lord is speaking to you about reaping and sowing. And he's saying that you have, you, when you reap, I mean, when you sow diligently, like you will reap a hundredfold and it will be sweet like honey. And it was really sweet. And it felt like the word for the, for, from the Lord for our family in this last year of just like in different ways, always on the lookout for, for the reaping of what we had sown. And it felt like it was for us as a church as well. And so when I was thinking about what he had to say to us this morning, I felt like he was reminding me of this passage out of Isaiah 51. 
And he's saying, listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, who seek the Lord. Look to the rock which you were cut and look to the quarry which you were hewn. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who gave you birth. When I called him, he was only one man, and I blessed him and made him many. And I feel like he's asking us to look to the rock. Like, like, there's nothing new about where we're at. Like, I loved what Clark said. Like, we're not starting from the beginning of the station. Like God is on the move. He's been on the move. The Holy Spirit's on the move. This church is on the move. Our hearts are together with the Lord. And so it's like, he's just saying, don't forget, like look to your foundation. Your, look to the rock, which you were hewn. It hasn't changed. It isn't going to change, you know? And so I just felt like he was reminding us just to anchor right there and that he's called us. And then now he's going to bless us and make us many. And so I just feel like it's a promise. And then with that, the, the honey and the sweetness, um, it's, it, it, there's this passage out of Psalm 81, and it says, my, if, it says, I, the Lord, am your God who brought you out of Egypt. Open wide your mouth and I will fill it. I will satisfy you with the finest of wheat and honey from the rock, I will satisfy you. And so there's this picture that I'm getting as we're like looking to the rock which we were hewn, that there's going to be just like honey coming out of it. It's going to be sweet to us. And that, and, and so then it, the last piece of it is when Moses was told by the Lord to do what to the rock so that the water would come out. What did, he, what did God tell Moses to do? To do what? To speak. He said, speak to the rock. So there wasn't any water for the people. And so Moses said, or God said to Moses, speak to this rock and the water will come out, and you will have plenty of water for everybody. But then what did he go and do? He smacked it. He took it, and he hit it, and he was like, water, come out. And water came, but there was a loss of a blessing. And I feel like there's something in this, open up your mouth, and I will fill it, that the Lord is like telling each one of us, look to the rock which you were hewn. When you open up your mouth, he's going to fill it with good things, and that the words on our mouth need to be inspired by the Lord. He's always chosen us as his people to speak life like he did to Adam. Name the animals. How did he create the world? He spoke it into existence. There's just something about us being willing to open up our mouths and say the truth while we're looking to the rock that we were hewn. We're not forgetting our foundation. He's going to fill us with the finest of wheat, with honey from the rock, but not if we get all anxious and start banging on things when it doesn't go our way. I feel like he's just saying, be peaceful. Trust that you will be filled with the finest of wheat, the finest, and honey from the rock. And when you speak, he will come forth in whatever it is that he's asking you to do. And so I'm just gonna pray that for us, Lord. I thank you for the word from last year, just that we will reap what we have sown and it will be sweet. And we, we welcome that word into our hearts again this year. And we ask that we would not be, to make that same mistake as Moses, but that we would be willing to obey you even when it, we were afraid and even when we didn't know if it would come the way we thought. And I ask that we would look to the rock, which we were hewn, look to our forefathers and to you, 
our living God, our, our cornerstone. And we would say, we are connected to you. You are all we need. And we will choose to open up our mouths wide and you will fill it. You will satisfy us with the finest of wheat and with honey from the rock. And I pray, God, for um, just a river to flow as we speak, that as we, as we choose to contend in faith and believe who you are, that the, that you're, the river of your presence would flow through this place like never before. Like any, any time we've ever experienced you, any time we've ever felt your precious conviction or unction from the Holy Spirit or a boldness to share the gospel, I pray that none of those times would ever compare to what is to come. And I ask that your river would flow in such a mighty, mighty way. We love you, Lord, and we cherish you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to try to make this, make it through this. I've already been weepy this morning. So um, this is Oliver Samuel Abbott, and he, he is our testimony from 2021. Um, but his story, the story of him being here actually started at the end of 2020. And we had gotten married in August. Uh, we planned on waiting years to start having children. Um, <laughs> you know, that typical, oh, wait two years. Um, well, um, Matthew was on shift, so he, he was gone that night, and the Lord had just kept me up, and so I finally got out of the bed, and I was like, God, what's going on? And I just felt him clearly say, like, we had not asked him about our timeline. <laughs> we had not asked him about our plans, um, and so I just felt that conviction. And then the next morning, Billy actually preached on the cost of discipleship. I think a lot of people remember that sermon, it was very convicting, um, but he talked about just like the cost of following Jesus means that sometimes you have to surrender your plans. Well, most of the time you have to <laughs> surrender your plans for, for him and for his plan. And so that was just confirmation. I was like, okay, God, like it just confirmed what the Lord was already doing in my heart. So I turned to Matthew in service. I was like, I feel like we need to start having kids. <laughs> We need to try. Um, I feel like that's what God is doing. Um, and so anyway, before we like made that decision, we actually brought some few, a few people in. And um, two of those people were Emily Zishang and Brittany Williams. So they're part of this. And um, uh, we just asked them, like, we didn't tell them what was going on. We just like asked them to ask God for an encouragement and for a word over whatever God was speaking to us. And Brittany clearly said, she was like, I feel like, God gave you the answer in Billy's sermon. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. Um, and then Emily gave us Psalm 8, out of the mouths of babes and infants, he establishes strength. And it was like, okay, there's like no question anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway. Yeah, so that was like around September, October 2020. We got pregnant with him in March and he was born in December, December 5th. He's four weeks old today, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so the meaning behind his name, Oliver Samuel, uh, when we first found out that we were pregnant with him, we just felt like God say, was saying that he was going to be a man of peace. Uh, and so that's where Oliver comes from, that he's just going to be a peaceful man, that he's going to be a person of peace, like what out of Luke 10, that he's going to be one of those people that takes forward the gospel and, and shares peace, shares the gospel of peace. Um, so through that, we just... 
were trying to find a name, and we both felt peace about the name Oliver. And ever since then, ever since we found out a name, we've felt peace grow in our life, and we felt peace um, in tons of different areas of our life, like vocation, where we're supposed to go, how we're supposed to live. Um, and so Samuel comes from uh, a word that God gave me a few years ago. Uh, he said that I was going to be a Samuel of my generation. Uh, and that I would have the gifting of Samuel being able to anoint kings and uh, speak truth and speak life over people. And we were uh, praying about it, and we felt like God was saying that Oliver would also have that anointing of Samuel, that Oliver was going to have the gifting of a seer. And it's funny that Ashley actually prayed for us right before service that he would have the eyes of a seer. And so that matches up 100% that he is a seer. He is a prophet of his generation. Um, and so we just say that he is a prophet, that he's going to be a man of peace, that he's going to take uh, the gospel to places that we've never seen it before. Um, and we've just had tons of other words saying that he's going to go further than what we've ever wanted to go. Um, and one of the biggest things for us, the, the testimony of, of God's leadership in our life, um, was that when we were first trying to decide whether we wanted to have kids or not, is that God told us that, sorry, this is a little hard, um, that if we weren't going to be obedient in our timeline, he would never have the chance to be obedient in his. So if, in that, we wanted, if, if, if we wanted our children to go further in faith and, and share the gospel more than what we ever have, we would have to be obedient in order for him to be able to be obedient. So Madison's got a little bit more for you. Yeah, um, man, <laughs> uh, just in praying for sharing this morning, I feel like the Lord had a word of strength for you. At least one person here, maybe many, I don't know. Um, but out of Isaiah 40, it says, Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. Okay. <laughs> they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And I just felt like maybe there is someone here that the Lord has called you to be obedient, and it's really hard, and it usually is. Um, and I just feel like he has strength for you today. And you can have, you can receive it. And so let me just pray that you would. Uh, yes, God, I just, I thank you for your leadership in our lives. I thank you that you're alive and you're so involved and you're always speaking. And it's just, it's like so fun to follow you and it's such a joy and an honor God and I just I just pray over my friends today God those that are just oh, they're they're being obedient but they're not seeing the fruit yet or um, they're needing to say yes to something you've called them to but it feels hard God I just pray strength I pray an increase of strength over them today in Jesus name amen morning. Very loud. Um, we're the Rays. I'm Zach. This is Stephanie. 
Um, Miles and Joel are our two sons. They're over there. They're beaming very gladly. Um, anyways, well, we also recently became foster parents to a sweet little girl, Armani. She's hanging out, giving everybody, um, she's being really sweet to everybody. And um, we also have three kiddos in heaven, um, Alex, Jonah, and Wells. And so today we're going to share just about our 2021 testimony kind of goes back even a little bit further than that in 2019, but it's the story, it's the testimony of hope, even when you have loss, even when there's tragedy. And so um, I'll, to start it, um, 2019, September, as when we had our first miscarriage, uh, we lost Alex at 14 weeks, six, 16 weeks, excuse me. And then um, in 2020, we actually had two more miscarriages. So I'm going to hand it over to Seth. We had to be way more planned because my first version was like 20 minutes long. I don't, yeah. Thank God for my husband. Um, anyway, okay, so the scripture um, in Isaiah 40, which is the same one, they, one of the ones they just shared, um, four through five that we clung to um, in that season um, is, says this. It says, in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. God showed us, um, he showed up for us every single time, every single time that we lost um, our child. And he met us in that place, exactly where we were. And he used our loss to reveal himself to us in so many ways. And so I'll just kind of list those things here. Um, He brought down our mountain of belief that we were in control of our family's story and that we could protect our family by our own strength. He raised up the valley of pain and suffering by being present in our pain and sending people, friends, and this church to encourage us in our time of need. He taught us deeper dependence on him and how to fully surrender our plans. He gave us incredible opportunities to plant seeds of truth in our children about heaven, about how to trust God from a place of pain and to instill hope in their hearts that Jesus is coming back. He made the uneven ground that we were walking on level and the rough places in our life like a plain, and he created a highway for himself in our family. He led us through our last loss uh, to a living, uh, a well of living water that was full of the endless love of the Father, and he gave us peace and confidence and strength to take a step forward from where we were. Um, like from a place where the world would tell you is like only painful. Um, Um, So after our third miscarriage, that was around June 2020, um, we had a chance to get away and just celebrate our nine-year wedding anniversary. And so we went to Dripping Springs and a big part of why we went was just to seek God and ask him what he had for our family. And so um, just in praying and worshiping, the big thing that we heard, we had real clarity from him, thankful to God for that. And we both heard four big things, which were confidence, patience, peace, and restoration. And so our big takeaway from that trip, we felt like God was leading us to this path of, hey, let's, let's pause on trying to grow our family. Um, we're going to just heal and recover. 
and restore and have peace. And so we're, we're not even going to talk about it until 2021. So here we go, 2021, right? Um, and that's really when God really flipped the script on us. And so um, in January 2021, um, Stephanie's office manager, Shelly, who's been in foster ministry for 20 years with her husband, CV, um, they actually came to us and asked us to pray for them for wisdom and discernment um, as they considered potentially adopting um, their current foster daughter, whose name, not ironically, um, is Patience. Um, and so the Holy Spirit really just used that, um, that conversation with Shelly to spark something in us that had been there for a long time, um, just to consider for the next couple of weeks, hey, talking through adoption and foster care, things like that. Um, and so we asked again, hey, God, like, what do you have for us? We need clarity from you. And so we were reminded of those words that he gave us um, in June, right? Confidence, patience, peace, restoration. And we really were thinking, hey, did he mean patience like being patient? Or did he mean patience like this little girl? And so we prayed and prayed and prayed and felt like God was really clear just asking us, hey, be obedient and do whatever it takes to be available if needed to adopt this girl. And so he just wanted our yes. And so we stepped into that, um, in, uh, in that, into that obedience, even though we didn't know how that was going to end. Um, at this point, um, I think we were like really confident in what God had said. And so we were like, this makes no sense to us. We don't see how foster care or anything would fit into our life. But, um, but we knew that God had asked us to do it. And so we were like, okay. So we sent an email um, to a local foster agency and the doors like quickly flung open um, for us to begin the training process. We completed the training course in August just as patient's case was coming to a close. And so God kind of worked out all the timing. It was supposed to end in April and then it prolonged um, until August. Um, and we got another kind of surprised. Patience uh, was actually reunited with her mom, um, which was a, a beautiful story of redemption. Um, and although it wasn't the ending that we had expected, God continued to give us confidence in our conviction to complete what he had originally asked us to do. So through our training, uh, we became aware of the overwhelming need for foster homes, and God used the training to shift our hearts from selfishness in wanting to grow our family to compassion and empathy for the loss that these biological families are experiencing. Foster care is about loving others like Jesus. It's not about us. On November 22nd, uh, 2021, we got a call for first placement and Armani showed up um, at our home that night at 11.15 p.m. Um, and our money, I mean, truly has been like a rainbow in our cloud. And there's a sign over her crib that says, be a rainbow in someone's cloud. It's a Maya Angelou quote, but um, she has been that to us. And so um, one of the cooler revelations I think that we've had since um, she arrived um, is that what felt like this painful, like gaping hole in our family for so long um, was really like God's provision for space um, that he filled um, with his love while we were in the waiting. Um, and so that we would be able to share that love um, with Armani and her mom um, as we are advocating for their reunification. And so 
We don't feel like our story is complete, um, but we, we have hope for what is to come because God is faithful and trustworthy um, and he makes beautiful things from ashes. Um, so I have one other verse I wanted to share because I just, it's been super powerful, um, but it's Psalm 84. It says, what pleasure fills those who live every day in your temple, enjoying you as they worship in your presence. How enriched are they who find their strength in the Lord. Within their hearts are the highways of holiness. Even when their paths wind through the dark valley of tears, they dig deep to find a pleasant pool where others find only plain. He gives them a brook of blessing filled from the rain of an outpouring. They grow stronger and stronger with every step forward, and the God of all gods will appear before them in Zion. I just really want to honor them, you guys. Like, I've watched up close them stand before the Lord as, like, wearing the crown for those reserved that long for his appearing, like, over and over throughout this process. And they, like, stood in the midst of death and said, like, Jesus Christ is Lord and believed for what was to come with hope and were righteous in their hearts and loved what God had put before them. And I just feel like their journey of being willing to do that marked our church, you know, just having people pioneer in grief, like so many of us in this room have, but I feel like they've done something magnificent in Jesus. And I just want to like acknowledge that and honor them. So will y'all just honor them? However, you're just here for them. And I want to pray for them. Yes. So Jesus, I just thank you for the Ray family. And I thank you for Ari. And I thank you for her beautiful life and the rainbow that she is. And God, we ask right now for every, yeah, just you would continue to do that you would raise up every valley and lay low every mountain and make a highway. Just celebrate the word you have done and are continuing to do in their midst. And we honor them as those who long for your appearing, who are your sons and daughters, who truly been given a name by you, that you've marked them. And we honor their their hardship. We honor the grief they've walked through. And we want to learn from it. We want to grow from it. We thank you for the deep well that they are, that people can come and draw from them as they have chosen to find you. Um, in the midst of pain and we bless them we ask for every dream of your heart for their family to come forth in Jesus name amen all right all right well I'm gonna wrap us up here if, if I can though get the band to come on up the quartet the four of you guys <laughs> my name's Billy I'm the executive pastor here and and I, I feel like I make these percentages up so they're not real, but I feel like 50% of the reason I love church is because I get to see people that are in the same room as me. So it's like, I don't get to say hi to everybody, but I'm like, hey, Craig's here. That's cool. You know, or whoever else. And so I'm, I'm just glad that we can gather as a family and just be together. Uh, I know this Sunday has been unique. We're just hearing some stories. And I, I would say there are plenty more stories as we reflect on 2021. And we can only uh, get a few this Sunday. I'm gonna share a little bit of, of my 2021 as well. But just as I was like thinking about 2020 and reflecting on really New Year's, it's not like, you know, like Clark said earlier, and Ashley mentioned, it's, we're not starting over a new, like we're not starting a train again. It's like we're, we've been going. <clears throat> However, the new year does give us a good time. It's just like a reminder on our iPhone. It's like, hey, remember, reflect. 
it's just a good reminder to reflect on where we've been and what the Lord has done and taken us through so that we can continue going further. And I think if we don't do that, we can get caught in this uh, place where we don't know if we're making progress. We don't know if we're growing spiritually. We don't know if we're loving God more and more. And I mean, you heard some of these testimonies. It's like the, the theme I hear, I'm hearing is like obedience. It's like, man, am I growing in my obedience to Jesus? And that's why it's so good to reflect. You know, I think of as the new year turns over, it's like, <clears throat> um, it's like to me, I see it as climbing a mountain. It's like, man, did I make any progress climbing this mountain? Maybe I only went 10 feet up. But this year, I'm going to make another 10 feet progress. And then next year, it might be 20. And then eventually, I'm going to make it to the top. You know, there's a verse in Proverbs that says, I think it's in Proverbs 24. It says, the path of the righteous is like the dawn. or something like that. I don't have to remember it exactly. But, uh, but it shines brighter and brighter until the noonday. And it just, every time I think about that, and I think of the Christian life, it's every year, really every day, every month, every year, we should be becoming more and more Christ-like. We should be growing more and more in our obedience. We should be getting more and more ready to surrender our lives. Just every year, we're making that progress, like the sun rising until it's at that full noon position where the brightness of God is just what our lives reflect completely. And so, you know, I, I, as you reflect on 2021 and as you go into 2022, I mean, we're in 2022, but uh, as we really get into it, I pray, my prayer is that our heart as a church would be like, we just keep going. We keep growing. We keep growing. We keep getting stronger. We keep being willing to surrender everything we have and then say, Lord, is there more? Surely there's more in my pockets I can give to you. Surely there's more that I can surrender. And, and so that's, that was just a little thought I had. So I, I do want to share just a little bit of my 2021 um, and I'll wrap us up as the last testimony. Um, most of you don't know everything that's going on in my life. Some of you do, but um, 2021 was a great year. Uh, for the Gifford family. It was also a challenging year because our son, his name is Liam. He's the cutest kid you'll ever see. Uh, and I will, I'll, I'll like fight you if you don't think that. I'm like, anyone who watches our kid, I'm like, isn't he cute? And if they're like, they don't say yes, I'm like, go away. Like, I don't like you. <laughs> but um, it's been a good year and a challenging year with him. He's, he's had... Um, a struggle eating. And so we've been trying to figure out, we're on a medical journey trying to figure all that out and not to get into the details, but uh, he's had some issue with his esophagus where he just doesn't like to eat. So it's not worse than that. I mean, I guess that's kind of bad in itself, but I'm like a glass half full type of guy. So I'm like, hey, it could be worse. You know, my wife is like, it needs to be full. Like the glass should be full. It's, it's empty. That's not good. So, um, so it could be worse, but he... He's been struggling eating because I think there's some pain in his esophagus. And so earlier in 2021, I think it was right around Revive in March. I don't, you don't remember that? Revive? Who was here at Revive? 2021, yeah. I was like driving from Houston to Texas Children's to come back to help out with Revive because I was like, something's going on with our son. We got to figure this out. But um, we ended up having to put a feeding tube in his, through his nostrils just to sustain him while we kind of figure things out. Um, and so the testimony, I and mean, actually, just to catch you up, he just, as of like five days ago, had a surgery to get um, the tube inserted into his stomach directly, just to give him more comfort uh, when sleeping, when eating, with eating, and all these other things. And so, um, but really the testimony is, it's, it's not like <laughs> the Lord just came and boom, healed him dramatically and instantly. I, I'm praying for that, and I'm waiting for that, and I'm expecting that soon. It's just not here yet. It's, it's coming. But the testimony that I have in just this, this past year and just kind of figuring out how to do life with, you know, he's two years old. He turned two like a week ago too, by the way. So happy birthday, Liam. Um, it's really just been how to endure. I mean, 
some of these stories we're hearing, they happen to be about kids. I don't know why. That's, we didn't plan that. That's just the way it is right now. But uh, the testimony is, uh, it's just about endurance. And I remember I, I would pray a few years ago, this prayer came to my heart and I've, I've prayed it ever since. And it's a simple prayer, but it's, and it's a scary prayer, but it's, Lord, make me like Jesus at any cost, at any cost. And if I really think about that, I'm like, man, that could get, that could get crazy. Um, and I'm, and I'm, I'm just being honest, the fear of the, God, the Lord is on me when I pray that. And I'm very tempted to not pray that. There are many times I'm like, I don't want to pray that because it could bring more hardship. And then I have to pray really quick. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I did it. Lord, I do want it. I want to be like Jesus at any cost. And by no means am I saying, therefore, Liam is ill. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that James 1, it says, consider pure joy. Cons- sorry, it says, consider it all joy, pure joy, when you face trials of many kinds. And then you go down, you keep reading, and it says, then you will be perfect and lacking in nothing. And so, you know, through, through the journey, I've realized, man, <clears throat> I'm asking for perfection. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be lacking in nothing. And the only way to do that is to be able to endure through trials. The only, trials has a monopoly on maturity. It just does. You cannot, you can grow in knowledge. You can grow in uh, Bible things, but you will not grow in maturity and spiritual walk and become more like Christ until you go through trials and hardships. And so what I want to just encourage you with, just as I reflect on 2021 is that, when I say yes to the hardship and I say, okay, this mountain that I'm like wanting to move, instead I'm like, okay, this, this thing that's in my path, it's in my way, reframing that to say, okay, this is my way. I'm, I am walking this way and it is hard and it's gonna teach me to deny, deny myself to pick up the cross and to follow Jesus. It says in Hebrews that Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. He learned, this is not just the cross. He didn't learn obedience just on his last day of life. It was through his entire life he learned obedience for the things he suffered by denying his will constantly, knowing that he's going to be tempted and tried just like us. And so 2021 for my family, it's been hard. <laughs> Lots of very, uh, many nights where we just didn't sleep that well because Liam has issues sleeping sometimes, but also realizing, man, thank you, Lord, for the hardship because I want to be like Jesus more than anything. I want it. It's like, <clears throat> it's like, um, you know, if I want to get strong, I'm like, Lord, I want to be thankful for the weights. I want to be thankful for the resistance. I want to be thankful for the things that are in my path that are going to make me stronger. But it does reveal, do I actually want that? You know, if I say, okay, I give up, I don't want this hardship, then maybe my prayer of, Lord, I want to be like Jesus at any cost isn't real. It's actually like, I want to be like Jesus as long as it's convenient or comfortable. And it's not comfortable. You know, I was reading in First Timothy this morning, and it said that anyone who desires to live a godly life will be persecuted. Boom, thus saith the Lord. There's a promise that we don't want to claim, but it's there. You will be persecuted if you're going to live a godly life. And it also says that, and this is why I'll wrap it up and we'll, we'll jump into worship, but it also said, Paul's writing to Timothy and he says, uh, kindle afresh the gift of God that was imparted to you on the laying on the hands. And I was just thinking about that. And I'm like, wait, why, is, why does Timothy have to like stir this flame up when it says in Matthew chapter three, that Jesus was going to come and he was going to baptize us in the Holy Spirit in fire. Like we get that baptism of fire from, from Jesus. So, but Paul is here still saying, hey, remember that? You got to kindle that flame. You got to keep it burning. And as I've been praying about 2022, and this is not like a, here's the word of the Lord for 2022. 
I'm just saying, I was just praying, and this is what came to my heart. <laughs> that idea of like, I've got to kindle this love, this fire for Jesus. It's not going to happen automatically. In the very next verse, it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and power and of discipline, of sound mind. And so it's like, okay, I have to be disciplined in stirring up my affection for Jesus and realizing this hardship, this lack, this struggle, I have to be disciplined in my mind to say, no, this is for my good. He works all things for good for those who love him. And so my encouragement is let's stir up that love, that fire. You have to do it. Yes, God is going to meet you. If you want to be baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit and baptized in fire, God will, Jesus will come and he will fill you up. But then kindle afresh that gift of God. Keep that flame burning by keeping a clear conscience, by studying the word of God, by speaking the truth always, by humbling yourself consistently, by being willing to endure through hardships and trials. All right, let's go ahead and stand. I don't know if you've, uh, how many of you have already done this. I'm, I'm sure some of you have, but we're just going to, as we close in this last song of worship, just to ask the Lord, it's a little moment of reflection, just to ask him, Lord, what do you want to speak to me about 2021? It doesn't have to be a hard thing. It could be a good thing. He's like, here, here's the progress you made or whatever. But just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you as we worship. Just what, where, what do you want to speak to me about this past year? And then solidify that in your heart so you can say, okay, now I'm going to press on. Now I'm moving forward. Now I'm climbing higher. Yeah, I feel like <clears throat> growth, you know, I, I, just listening to these testimonies, God wants us to grow. You know, and thinking about Liam, my son, I want him to grow. <laughs> But if he's not eating, he's not going to grow. And it's very challenging. And <clears throat> sorry, I'm just keep going because things are coming to mind. I remember the last year, early in the year of 2021, I, I remember the Lord speak to me about this word from the book of Amos, which the prophet hears from God about. There's going to be a famine of the word of God in the land. A fa- he said a famine, not of food or water, but of the word of God. And just reflecting on that, and I don't know if I'm connecting this to Liam or being over-spiritual, but man, if we're not eating the word of God, we're not going to make it. We're not going to be able to have the, the strength to obey. That word about uh, renewing our strength, you know, th- that's probably for me. That's probably for many of us. But we need our strength renewed through the word of God so that we can obey, so that we can soar on wings like eagles. And so I'm gonna pray, but just, just ask the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you about, hey, what, what do you wanna say specifically about this last year? And help me to process that, help me to cement that in my heart so I can move on and move forward to the greater things that you have for this next year. King Jesus, we honor you, we love you. And Father, we ask that you would come and you would speak to us. We thank you, Lord, that you are still speaking today. And we just ask that you would open up our hearts. I pray that you would put in every single one of us this prayer that says, Lord, give me ears to hear. That genuinely, like God, that we're not just saying it to say it, but genuinely we're saying, Lord, give us ears to hear you. Even if it's hard, even if we don't want to hear it, even if we don't like what we hear, we want to hear what you have to say. We want to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And Lord, give us eyes to see rightly. Help us to see where we are. Help us to see you, Jesus, high and lifted up. 
in every circumstance, through the hardships, through the struggles, through the highs, through the lows. We want to see you, Jesus, in everything. The pure in heart shall see God. Help us to be pure in heart, God. Help us to be pure in heart. We want to see you, Lord. Yeah, we love you, Jesus. Come and speak to us right now. It's in your name we pray. Amen.